All right, what is up? We are live. Are we live? Yeah, we got the mic up. Good. All right, still uh, dual streaming to Entrepreneurs and Cars and the Unplugged Alpha channel. If you didn't see the link there already in the chat, please click it and head over to the Unplugged Alpha channel because this will probably, either this Monday or next Monday, will probably be the last one that I cast to Entrepreneurs and Cars. Uh, I figured I'd give it a few weeks because I know not everybody watches them live and uh, some of you guys catch the replays or you sometimes skip episodes. But um, yeah, TUA, the Unplugged Alpha is now on its own channel. Head on over. The link is there in the live chat and uh, subscribe. We'll be good to go there. All right. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about some uh, some rules or some tips, if you will, for some young men. If we're being honest, it's going to apply to older guys too, but it's it's something that I ideally targeted to younger guys. And I was uh, inspired by a almost 2 million subscriber YouTube channel to put this list together because he asked this question. So I thought I would, uh, I would hop onto it. And um, if you didn't notice, the um, membership is set up on the uh, new channel as well. Channel members are set up. So Join as a member. It's like four bucks and change a month. Uh, there's four pa- podcasts a month. It allows you to participate in the chat and it uh, keeps my job simple and easy. So I'm not playing whack-a-mole with uh, uh, strange people and weirdos. Um, okay. So let's throw this up on the screen and we'll get started on the first point. I love this community tab here. This community tab adds, makes my life so much easier, guys. It just helps me line up ducks whenever I got show topics I want to do. Anyway, so this one showed up on the EIC channel um, for recommendations. And this channel over here, if if you're wondering what this blue writing is here, it's it's basically a Chrome plugin that I got. It's, it's free. It's called vidIQ. And um, it gives you a little bit more insight as to, you know, what's going on with that channel. And, you know, if you look at comments, it, it, it clearly shows you something like the sub count. So this is all blue. It pops out for me. I notice it, right? And this comment here from Jack and JC, it's got 1.76 million subs. And uh, this young man says, the benefits of long-term relationships versus spinning plates for young men 18 to 28. If any, in your view, apologies if you made a video. By the way, love the McLaren. Had a 570 for a little bit. So a young man in his 20s had a McLaren and has a, a, a channel or had a McLaren uh, with 1.76 million subs. So of course, I'm curious. I click through. And we have their channel over here. Last video on this channel is a year ago, but it looks like as I click over here, last video is we broke up. <laughs> and then um, most people, including myself, they'll list their other channels on the channel tab. So I click that, go over to Jack and JC Vlogs. And we have a brand new channel, which looks like they recently set up. I don't know what, what happened in the last one, but most recent uploads are she's getting plastic surgery. It looks like a boob job. And this one over here I watched, um, it says we did it. And the thumbnail looks like an engagement ring. So this dude is asking for my advice on the benefits between uh, dating and LTR. Coming from a strange place because he because he has a YouTube channel. And I watch this and it's like, you know, your typical couple vlog, I think is the best way to describe it. Couple vlog, is that is that the right way? I don't know. But they they just do dorky things together and you know, film it and they put it on YouTube and people watch it and they make money. So, you know, good for them. Um, we can pull this out. And um, 
So since my inspiration came from this young man, let's let's deal with the um, the idea of LTRs versus spinning plates. Um, especially since he's in an LTR, using it to make loads of money on YouTube. <laughs> so um, let's define spinning plates first for those that don't know what it is. It's just dating uh, multiple women simultaneously in a non-monogamous fashion. It's what women do. Women are natural plate spinners. You know, they want to evaluate their options and um, choose the best that they can get, which is why they'll date a bunch of guys. Women are never single. Um, anytime you run a woman anywhere, she might be by herself. Um you have to understand women are never single from, from the sense that they could be married, could be engaged, could have a boyfriend, could have multiple boyfriends, could be dating a bunch of guys simultaneously, could run an OnlyFans and have a thousand uh, thirsty betas send her, her money every month. Could be any number of those things, but women always have the attention of other guys. So the notion of, of spinning plates is somewhat of a newer one. It's awkward for some guys to deal with, but all it, all it really means is don't limit yourself to one girl. Uh, deal with several of them in a simultaneous fashion. It doesn't mean you got to be intimate with all of them or you can be, it's up to you. You know, you can do whatever you want. You're a grown ass adult at some point in your life, right? So when you reach that stage, you know, you want to ask yourself, well, do I want to invite women in my life? In what capacity do I want to invite women in my life? Do I want to date them non-monogamously by spending plates or do I want to get into an LTR? In Jack's case, getting into an LTR worked out very, very well for him. Uh, he built two YouTube channels, one with almost 2 million subs and another one approaching a hundred thousand, uh, clearly doesn't have a problem with money. He's got a five seventy, and looks like he's buying his girlfriend some boobies. So dude's doing quite well. Uh, the LTR angle for him worked out quite well. Now, last video on his last channel was we broke up. Did they break up, get back together. I don't know. I don't have time to do that much recon. You guys can do that if you want, but if, if you follow that, that stuff, you can let me know in the comments, fill me in. So the general advice that you're going to get from un from an unplugged guy is going to be just spin plates, especially in your 20s. Don't get into a long-term relationship. You don't know shit about women. You really don't. I don't care if you grew up around women, if you had cousins, if you had sisters or not. It doesn't matter. Whatever your teacher told you, whatever you think you believe is, is correct, is probably not going to serve you very well. Um, now, that could be a fast track to a university degree and oops, I fucked up and I got the t-shirt too. Um, which is fine. You know, there's many different ways to learn things, but, um, generally speaking, most guys make a colossal waste of it and they spend way too much time from being honest, chasing girls when they should be on a real purpose, chasing excellence, making bank, learning uh, game, uh, maxing out on their looks, uh, improving their status, uh, understanding what frame is and how women respond to frame and whether it's short-term or long-term relationships, being captivating, you know, being a guy that's interesting, obviously. Um, you know, these are all some really important components of your life that you want to start building on. And the, and the idea of wealth should really start with your 20s. Um, every single multimillionaire that I know in their 30s started in their 20s. Back to life. Every single multimillionaire that became a multimillionaire in their 40s started in their 30s. It's going to take you about a decade to make serious bank. Okay. It doesn't happen overnight, despite what people are broadcasting out there and trying to convince you of, but your time is far better off chasing excellence. As I define, not chasing women. Most guys will chase girls. They chase the girls. The first one that touches his PP, she, you know, he gets into a long-term relationship with and somewhere down the road, uh, it 
generally doesn't work out. And then he's one of the guys that calls in on one of my shows. I've got close to 200 shows now on various playlists right now. Um, and they end up asking questions and why did I screw up and how did I get caught up in this mess sort of thing? So what are the benefits of an LTR from Jack's perspective? He did a good job. Good for him. He's making lo loads of money. It's probably the right choice for him. I don't know much about it beyond that, but for the vast majority of guys out there, if you're not running a YouTube vlog, a couple's YouTube vlog, you're far, far better off just focusing on you and your purpose and laying the foundation for yourself. I'm not saying don't deal with women, don't date women, don't be intimate with women. I'm not saying any of those things, but what I'm saying is your priority should be on yourself and putting yourself first, your goals first, and laying out the foundation for your life. Um, again, when I say chase excellence, I want to be very, very clear. You're unplugged. You've maxed out or are maxing out on your looks. You're making bank or you're starting to make serious bank. You have some status in the world. You know, men want to be you. Women want to be with you sort of thing. You understand game, which is just what women essentially respond to is all that means. Uh, having good frame with women when you're with them on a long-term basis, meaning they don't walk all over you essentially. And you're a captivating guy. You're not boring. All right. You can do anything that you want to women except for bore them as the old saying goes. Um, let me do a little bit of housekeeping and uh, clear the feed on the Entrepreneurs and Cars channel. So again, if you are watching this uh, on my old channel, I would love it if you came over to the new channel and make sure you subscribe there because the feed is about to get cut. If you're listening to the replay and you wonder where to find it, just search in the YouTube search for the Unplugged Alpha and you'll come across it pretty quickly, I'm sure. Um, Boom, baby. All right. Um, so let me kill the feed off the Entrepreneurs of Cars to encourage you guys to come over to the new channel. Would appreciate that. Thank you kindly. Remove. Done. Okay. Let's get on with the show. Um, got a few super chats here. And thank you to all the new members, Greg P., Seth Gibson, um, and the likes that have followed through AMSM. A man supporting me, aka MPI. That's a good way to yeah, define it. Uh, Ernesto, Benjamin. Yeah, thanks for heading over. And like, cancel the membership on the other channel. I don't care. Just, you know, I, I just want to make sure that my live stream feed is nice and clean. Um, Pilgrim says, do most women monkey branch? Yes, they do. Um, what is monkey branching? For those of you that are new that don't understand, it's, you know, it's a monkey. It's basically holding on to one branch. We grab another and we switch over and you let go of that one once you've got this one. Um, there's, there's loads of studies. I've got a study um, on my other workstation over here. Uh, it's called a mate switching study, um, if I'm not mistaken. So if you go to Google search and you, and you search for mate switching university study, that's essentially what monkey branching is. And what they concluded in that, what they found essentially is that women, generally speaking, have a backup plan um, when it comes to men. And that's even for married women. So women admit to having a backup plan, even if they're in a long-term relationship. Um, the ones that don't admit, well, you guys can decide if they're being honest or dishonest, but um, it requires deception to deceive a guy that you've committed to, to have a backup plan. So that's how women move from dude to dude very, very quickly. Guys take a lot longer, but that's what monkey branching is to his point. But yeah. Jerry, my brother, happy Independence Day, my man. Hope you guys enjoy it and enjoy some fireworks, blow some shit up, have some fun with that, shoot them up in the sky. 
Greg says, thinking of implementing EOS in my company, do you have any experience, thoughts on the program? It's pretty pricey and two-year commitment, so I'd like to get an outside perspective. No, don't have any experience on that. Can't help you with that, bro. Sorry. Uh, Christian, welcome to the channel membership. All right. So let's get rid of my feed here on my second screen and just pay attention to the unplugged alpha feed. That will keep it easy. Um, Moff's got no stereo show tonight. I just saw, saw that and made that announcement. Normally has a companion show, but he's off tonight. He's doing a little traveling. So let's see what we got here, but you'll get a call in link. Don't worry about it. So um, yeah, definitely if you're an average dude, not running a couple's channel on YouTube, spin plates. Um, and LTR may be beneficial for you if you're running that couple's channel vlog sort of thing, but yeah. Um, a good, a good amount of your 20 should be spent pretty single. You know, um, I made the mistake in my twenties of spending too much time on, um, women, not so much chasing women. It wasn't a problem of chasing women. It was just dealing with women on a long-term basis. Having, having proper frame with women is not easy. I talk about it quite a bit throughout my book. I've made a number of uh, reading recommendations to you guys, and there's lots of lots of stuff covered in my uh, podcast and channel. If you want to get more like bite-sized segments on stuff like that, go, go over to Rich Cooper Clips channel, and usually the most popular, the most watched stuff ends up over there. So there's some shorter, tighter sound bites. But yeah, don't don't get yourself in a scenario where you know you're running from a scarcity mindset, like. Oh, a girl likes me. Oh, a girl touched my PP. Oh, I should ask her to be my girlfriend three days after going out with her for the first time. That's what a lot of guys do. Like they play desperation game. Um, girls will fall for it. You know, they'll get into an LTR um, and things usually go sideways very, very quickly. So that's just my advice on um, a rule that I would advise a young man to follow. I'd, I'd give that same advice to myself. Honestly, if I could go back and talk to myself at 20 years old, I'd say the exact same thing. Um, let's talk about setting yourself up for wealth as far as what you need to understand with that. I'm going to talk, to, actually, I'm going to tie in another point with that with debt. So let's talk about debt first. You need to completely avoid debt. <laughs> the amount of people that acquire unsecured debt and let it pile up and pay absurd interest rates is just it's just bonkers. And I, I still have an interest in my debt relief company. Like I, I spent almost 20 years building that thing up. Um, and prior to that, you know, I worked in credit and collection. So I understand that, that, that part of the financial world, the financial instruments that are available very, very well. Debt is dumb. I can't, I can't say it, you know, loud and clear enough. I mean, I structure the business in such a way that it helps people get out of debt quickly and resolves problems on their credit bureau. But that business would not exist if people didn't make bad choices with money. Um, starting in your 20s, and I'll be honest with you guys, one of the strategies that we've seen um, credit issuers make is they'll is they'll try to hit young people in college university. Um, they have booths, they offer student uh, credit cards or unsecured lines of credit and the like. And um, the strat and the thinking behind it is, I mean, if you're 20. They'd rather give a unsecured credit card to a 20-year-old with a $20,000 limit than an unsecured credit card to a 55-year-old with the same limit because a 20-year-old is going to live longer and they're going to be on the hook for more interest payments. They're going to be on the hook for more money owed, interest penalties. They're very, very clever Okay, when it comes to structuring financial instruments and convincing you to, to take advantage of them. 
Uh, I'm not going to use the exact language uh, that I've heard some credit card issuers and banks use, but sound bites along the lines of you got way more money than you think, or you could be more wealthier than where you think you are right now sort of thing. Um, and they target young people at college you know, and these universities because they want you to sign up, take it, don't worry about it, just make your minimum payments, everything will be fine. By the time you're 30, you're still broke as shit. You've got loads of debt, only now the balance is a lot higher because the interest and you're not, and you never bring it down. It's never designed. When it says make a minimum monthly payment, it's not designed to pay down the principal. It, it actually states on the back of credit card statements, because nobody reads these fucking things except for me, it actually states in the order that they apply money to your, to, to your debt. And it goes to interest, late fees, penalties, and there's one or two other that's not principal, and then it goes to principal. Okay, so don't think for a minute that they've got your interest at be your your best interest at heart, and just sign here and take the card and go and use it, and everything will be tickety boo. It doesn't work that way. They want to get you in a position where they got you under their thumb, and at some point in the future, if you can wiggle out from under that unsecured debt that you've accumulated then they either sell you a mortgage or a car loan or a retirement savings investment loan or something along those lines. Some, some instrument where they don't actually have the money in the bank, like a bank vault. They just type numbers into a computer screen and it makes more debt for you because that's how the banking industry works. You want to learn more about that, go watch uh, George Gammon's channel. So do not acquire debt for any reason unless, I'll say this, unless it's debt that is going to help you build wealth. Maybe if you're into reno flips and buying distressed homes, cleaning them out, little lipstick and makeup on it, flip it, make some money, you're going to need a, uh, a loan for something like that. But you generally don't need loans to start businesses or anything else. So there are rare scenarios where it would be beneficial, but generally stay the hell away from it. Trust me on that. Um, so we've talked about the foundation, which is avoiding debt. The third one I would say is setting yourself up for wealth. So how are you going to make money? I already said earlier that most millionaires, in order to get to the first million dollars, which is probably the hardest to make, you know, for being honest, make $100,000 isn't that hard. Once you've made a million dollars to make $4 million isn't that hard. Um, it's generally the first million that most millionaires will agree is the is the first and the hardest to make. But once you make it, you're like, oh, that was no big deal, right? So you wanna set yourself up for wealth. Again, you've only got so many years, so many decades in you. When does your time end? Who the hell knows? You know, maybe you're met with an accident early on. Maybe you live, you know, the ripe old age of 110, who knows? But what I'm saying is that you wanna, you wanna start early. There's way too many guys that spent the better part of their 20s, which are gonna be the best years of your life. I mean. That's generally when you're healthiest, you're an adult, you can pretty much do anything you want. I mean, you know, you're no longer a child, so you have the rights of any adult out there. Um, and you're young and healthy and you've got nothing in you but piss and vinegar. You're probably poor as shit, but you've probably got loads of energy and lots of opportunities ahead of you. So take it seriously. You know, like, what are you going to do with yourself? Um, don't waste your time on dumb shit. One of the other points that I um, was going to make a note on Actually, it's in there. We can talk about college and universities, a fourth point, but um, never letting school get in the way of your education. Um, knowing that it's probably going to take you a decade to make a million dollars, acquire you know that in assets um, outside of your principal residence, of course, 
that's that's generally the definition of a millionaire by the way is 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 having assets uh in excess of a million dollars outside of your principal residence hopefully that's that's clear but set yourself up in your 20s man seriously like why would you wait till your 30s or 40s why would you spend your 20s chasing girls or sitting around playing video games doing nothing with your life right um what are you what are you doing with yourself in your 20s you should be asking yourself i mean if you're a 23 year old watching this right now and going um yeah i don't really have a plan what are you going to do are you going to go get a stem degree are you going to be a, a scientist an engineer a doctor a lawyer an accountant somebody that needs some sort of degree okay cool go to school and do that let's move on talking to talking about school but if you think that spending two, three, or five years on a business accounting degree with a that doesn't actually like like an admin sort of piece of paper that doesn't give you an official designation that lets you work in an accounting firm, um, something like that. My favorite is the business and entrepreneurship, um, you know, degrees because family is very influential in most people's lives, and why wouldn't they be right? But there's old world order thinking infused in family because they're older than you. They lived decades before you, right? Could be your parents, could be, you know, um, aunt, uncle, grandfather, grandmother, whoever, whoever it happens to be. Old world thinking is go to school, uh, finish high school, and then get a post-secondary education in something that you can use for your life. That's going to be a useful skill. Some people take stupid shit like basket weaving, uh, feminist studies, uh, you know, whatever, underwater basket weaving feminist studies. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people that spend a good deal of time and money on that shit. And they make great coffees for me at the coffee shop. Awesome coffees. I, I love drinking my liberal coffees. They taste very good. Um, I feel sorry for the amount of debt that they have and the useless degree that they have, but they, you know, it tastes good. Let's be honest. So you got to understand, I mean, if you're going to go to school, are you doing it because your family's trying to cram it down your throat and saying this is what you need to do and go get this business degree or this entrepreneur's degree? I can tell you something. You're not going to learn shit from somebody lecturing you on how to be an entrepreneur in school. You can take that twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars on tuition and books and residency and everything you know that you're going to spend over those few years, and you'd be actually better off taking that money and trying to start up a business. It'll probably fail, right? Almost guaranteed, it's probably going to fail. But you're going to learn a lot more by trying to start up your own business that way. These these professors, with the rare exception of some world-class entrepreneurs that are probably doing lectures at Harvard or something like that, the vast majority of these professors have never done anything with their lives. They've never started up a business. They've never had an exit. They've never solved problems. They don't put a dent in the universe, you know, in a business world. Like I've, like I've eliminated close to a billion dollars worth of unsecured Canadian debt, and I've fixed a lot of people's credit credit ratings as a result of what we did with TDF in the years that I was running the company. Um, I asked myself, you know, if I'm going to listen to you, your advice on business or running your own business, small business, entrepreneurship, whatever they happen to call the course, have you done it yourself? Do you have any experience in that? I have a course on that. I have the school of entrepreneurship. It's got like less than five hours worth of lectures, but it's distilled down to the bomb material that you need to know. No fillers, no time wasters, none of that bullshit, blah, 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 and 50 grand spent. Honestly, if if you want to learn how to run a business and what it takes to be an entrepreneur, rub your hands together and grab a thousand bucks and get in that course in August when I open it up. You can just get on the email list if you want to get notified that way. 
or there's a waiting list, um, it's pinned in the top comment of all my videos, but I'll make more reference to it when that logs. But college university, for the most part, as a rule, don't do it unless you're seeking a STEM degree, scientist, engineer, uh, lawyer, doctor, you know, something where you need to qualify uh, to perform that professional service. And you'll get paid quite well, you know, with one of those degrees. Um, they don't, most of the guys that have those degrees that I know don't stick in that one area for their entire life, which is fine. At least you've got a useful skill. You've been certified to perform that professional task and you can perhaps use some of the learnings from that and something else. If you decide to move in, move out into something else, start up your own business, you know, as a professional, there's any number of ways to do it. But college university, generally speaking, is a total waste of time. You're better off taking that money and trying to start up a business. And hopefully you'll learn something out of that, but you're probably not going to end up with a business. Best case scenario, you end up with a multi-million dollar business at 23, right? Uh, worst case scenario, you know, you spend some money and it flops and you learn a lesson, but I guarantee you'll learn more than what you will sit in a classroom listening to some blah, 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 blah. Oh, you guys are lively in the chat tonight. I love it. All right, let's get into self-care. I can't, I'm, okay, let me rephrase this. I'm, I'm hopeful in one regard, and I see a lot of positive um, signs when I go to my gym, my dojo, and I run into random guys. Now, granted, the random guys that approach me when I'm out and about Hey, read your book, watch your podcast, love your shit. They're guys that are generally doing the work. What I love seeing when I go to the gym is like, there's so many young men in there that are picking up heavy things, putting it down. They're at least doing something. Self-care is incredibly important to get. I mean, if you get this lined up in your 20s, your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and all probably throughout the rest of your life until you croak are perfect. But if you spend your 20s, eating processed food and pizzas and Cheetos and eating and, and drinking a ton of calories, not moving, you know, living a sedentary lifestyle, you're going to pack on a whole bunch of weight. You're going to blimp out. Okay. You're going to end up with a botched up, you know, endocrine system. I, you know, I see these guys all the time with like the patchy face beards. They've got man boobs and they probably three to 400. Like, you know, they, they do a number on their bodies. And to fix that later on in life is very, very difficult. It's, it's far easier just to maintain a decent physique in your 20s and build on it if you want to, but at least maintain something than to fix some shit show, a total train wreck that happened in your 20s, in your 30s. I've seen guys um, who come to the realization that they're going to die very young. Uh, because they, they're not breathing when they're sleeping. They've got cardiovascular health issues or morbidly obese that go through all the exercises of losing the weight in their 30s and 40s. And they lose all the weight. They spend all the time and money. Uh, and then they're left over with extra skin. Then they got to go and spend another 20 grand to get rid of the extra skin. And then they're left with scars all over their body. And, you know, like everything's in the wrong place. Like, you know, when your nipples are supposed to be up here on your pecs, they're like kind of down over here. So they have to do like, full like reconstructive surgery on the body. That's a lot. It's taxing. I know a guy that had all that done. He was like, it was the most painful thing I've ever done in my entire life. It was just dumb. He's like, if I would have taken care of myself in my twenties, I wouldn't have had to put up with this stupid shit. Take care of yourself guys. 
it's it's unacceptable for you to be walking around in an unhealthy body, inflamed, overweight, out of shape in your twenties. Absolutely unacceptable. There's like there's there's no reason why I should look better than a lot of the 20, 20 year olds that I see out and about in some of the public places that I have to go to. There's no reason for it. Take care of yourself in your twenties so you don't have to fix st- stupid shit in your thirties and forties or have a shorter lifespan. Um, you know, it was around 39, 40 that I heard one of my first high school friends died of a heart attack. I was like, what that 39 dude died of a heart attack at 39 and he was reasonably healthy, but he drank a lot. And then he had more of a sedentary lifestyle as he got older. But in high school, he was an awesome skier. Um, just, you know, like one day he just, he just croaked at 39. And he wasn't in the worst shape. You know, he wasn't like morbidly obese or anything like that. He just wasn't in great shape and he didn't take care of himself. So honestly, guys, I mean, self-care, line it up right, do it right. You'll be just fine. You know, if you can, if you can master something basic like that in your younger years, you're going to be far, far better off in your older years. And you're not going to have to try to fix stupid shit that you did yourself, right? Yeah, and Ernesto was here in the chat. He says, hands down, I learned way more outside of school than inside it. And entrepreneurial friends have been a better influence on my career and parents. See, like, guys, when I tell you things, pay close attention to it. I'm not bullshitting you. I know that there's a lot of bullshitters out there. I don't do that. I just lay straight facts. Take them if you want. Don't. Doesn't matter to me, but straight facts is all I give you guys. All right, let's go on to the next one. Uh, I want you guys to understand that staying informed matters, but not through the news. Okay. What I mean by that is a lot of us have been conditioned, you know, because usually family, like my, my dad loves his BBC news, right? Like I'll go over to his place. What are you doing? He's, you know, he's in his little crib, his chair. He's got a side table with his tea and a tea cozy on it. Old British guy, right? And he's watching BBC News. And it's like, sometimes I'll sit there and I'll watch what he's doing. And it's like, you know, you listen to this information that they're feeding you. And it's not the worst source of news, you know, if we're being honest. It's not great, obviously. But almost all mainstream media sources, news inclusive. I've already talked about canceling cable and all that before. It's total bullshit. There, it's, it's, it's programming. It's propaganda. Um, you're, you're paying a cable company. You're paying somebody to deliver you manipulation and lies. Okay. You're paying to be brainwashed. So what I'm saying when it comes to understanding this component guys is be informed, stay informed, but not from the news. There's better sources for you to get information, networks, organizations, um, people within the trades. Like one of the things that I love about my men's community now is that it's gotten so big and it's so widespread that it's like, you've got roots in every city. And if I need somebody that can fix a problem, I have a guy that does that. If I need a guy that's into marketing, I have a guy that does that. If I need a guy that understands uh, custom home building, I have a guy that does that. I have a guy. So I'd rather stay informed on the facts of reality, what's going on in the world. Like if I want to know what's going on in, in Australia, I won't turn on the news and see what they're doing with their new restrictions of bullshit. I'll ask a guy that lives there and I'll be like, yo, is this going on? Like, you know, what's happening? Are you able to do the travel? Is it easy to get in and out? I'll ask them directly. Another good place, if you don't have a good network and you're a younger guy and you're still trying to develop a network is just subscribe to, um, 
certain certain search results off of Twitter um, because locals are telling those it's kind of like a microblog you know they're telling those stories locally on what's going on i mean i wanted to find out what was happening with a certain airport do a quick search see what's going on people in the airport i got pictures i got a few articles some news now again you have to take it with a grain of salt because if you're coming across stuff that's coming from news media agencies you got to be careful with that so you have to learn how to separate the wheat from the chaff but the best way to stay informed is develop a network uh i've i've got one if you guys are interested in do i have the banner up if you guys are interested in it, you should check it out. It's there in the ticker below. You can learn more about it down there. I'll let you guys go and check that out. Uh, Jordan says, my best friend died recently from a cardiac arrest. He was 32 and obese. Yeah. Dude, it's like, you're not, I don't know any obese old people. Let's just put it that way. I don't know anybody with gray hair that's obese. I don't know anybody over, I think probably 40 or 50. 50 seems to be like the line in the sand. Like, take care of yourselves, man. Um, being red pill and dealing with blue pill world is incredibly difficult, not for the weak. Well, get used to it because there's more of the plugged in than there is of the unplugged. We're being honest. Uh, thanks a lot for what you're doing by sharing valuable knowledge through videos. Because of your videos, I started going to the gym and work on myself regardless of not having a car and started to walk 30 minutes to the gym. Dude, I just spent, um, I think it was 90 minutes on a zoom call this afternoon with my uh, community and I walked the whole time. Like I legitimately go out of my way now, especially since it's summer, it's a lot warmer. I'll throw my headphones in, put the phone in my pocket on the zoom, just turn off the camera and I'll just walk. And I have this new tracking thing on the app for my ring. And it tells me how many calories I burn, how many steps I've taken, all that sort of stuff. Um, try to like do multiple things at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll get a lot more done. Um, yeah, Moff's got some of the major cities that are uh, represented strongly in the 1%. New York City, Philly, Boston, Austin, Dallas, Houston, LA, San Diego, San Francisco, Nashville, Vegas, Denver, DC, Miami, Tampa, Atlanta, Chicago. There's more, but those are the main ones that I know that he's uh, doing a lot of the interaction with. Oh, yeah. Actually, Jaron's got, um, Jaron's got a great story because he used to be fat, like big. Um, he says, at the age of 35, where I started telling guys, lose the weight, quit drinking, get your health together, or you will die. It's sad. Families, friends, and loved ones, or even doctors don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Jaron used to be a big dude when he was younger, and he lost all that weight. And if you, you know, I've mentioned this before, he's been on before. He's on the general's chat whenever he hops in. He's ripped now. Look, you know, dude looks good. So it's, again, it's a lot easier to fix yourself in your 20s, weight-wise, looks-wise, the optics of strength and masculinity. All guys want to be with girls. I mean, look, if, you know, you're a straight dude, and your endocrine system's working, you got good testosterone levels, you're going to want to be with girls. And if you want girls to be with you, you got to look the part. You can't look like a slob. You got to look good. Um, all right. So we talked about being informed, but not from the news. Let's talk about mentorship. Um, honestly, if one of the things I could, if I could only tell myself maybe like two or three things, I think finding a mentor would probably be one of the top things. If I could go back in a time machine and have a word with myself at 20. I spent most of my 20s hanging out with guys my age. What do guys my age know? Pretty much the same shit that I know, which is nothing. Um, you know, you leave your home, you hang out with your friends. I spent most of my 20s like renting places and having roommates, you know, with friends sort of thing. And, you know, the extended family of like friends of friends would get together sort of thing. 
you're not going to learn anything new from somebody that's your age just doing the exact same shit as you. They know exactly what you know, which is nothing, nothing more than the other person. And you spend your time basically doing nothing things. It's just a big nothing burger of, of time for the most part that we spend in our 20s. I mean, what did I do? I was riding motorcycles to, you know, the early hours of the night uh, <laughs> with a lot of dudes and uh, doing coffee shops, you know, around that time, doing some street racing, going to the drag strips, you know, doing the um, the ramps. You know, we used to ride ramps hard, drag knees and stuff like that. But, you know, it was that and girls and then like, you know, just doing dumb shit and going to the gym and working out. I mean, at least, at least I took care of the self-care part, right? But I'll tell you something. Had I found a mentor earlier on or found a group to get mentorship from or donated my time to a nonprofit with a strong mentor that could have, you know, taught me something, that that's a cheat code. That's a cheat. And then people go, well, how do I get you to mentor me, Rich? I can't afford your rate. I got it. No problem. I don't do one-on-one -on -one consults um, unless I'm talking to high net worth individuals today, right? I mean, like the guys that I'm talking to are multimillionaires, you know, speaking and I'm fixing big problems that way. I don't do that sort of mentorship, but you can find mentors. You can find a mentor in a employer. Um, if you're interested in something, I don't know, let's say that you're interested in like model airplanes, for example, um, you know, like, like radio controlled planes. Well, uh, find the model airplane club that's in your city and see if you can get a job there. If he's not willing to hire you or he's not hiring, see if you can mentor underneath him. What can you do? You know, can you haul around chairs or umbrellas or fuel or, you know, what is it that you need to do to like be a gopher for him for a little bit so that you can get in his good books and then have an opportunity to sit down with him and say, hey, cool. So um, maybe the guy owns a radio control airplane company and he builds them and manufacture them. Maybe you can learn something, you know, as an insider that way. You're not going to just walk up to somebody and say, hey, you know, I want to pick your brain because what rich people hear is you want to steal my time. Like you want to pick my pocket. You want to steal my time, right? Because time is money. There's only 24 hours in a day and you're sleeping seven or eight of them. So if you can make $3,000 an hour, why are you going to sit there for an hour with a kid that wants to pick your brain? Rich people don't do that. You're going to have to, you're going to have to put yourself in environments and circumstances where, you know, you kind of level up sort of thing to get with better and better mentors. Um, I didn't start getting actually my first mentor, if I'm not mistaken, my very, very first mentor, I probably got when I was 27 or eight and the collection agency that I worked at at the time assigned uh, managers to mentors within the company to help them level up. It was like an internal program. It was probably, probably one of the better things that happened when I worked in that world. I didn't learn as much as I thought I would in corporate, doing corporate gigs. It was mostly color within the lines, shut up and do your thing, run the women's report, make sure you hit your numbers. You're basically a, a tool. You know, you're, you're a cog in a bunch of wheels. There's a bunch of wheels and you're this little cog in that sort of thing. But when I got my mentorship assignment, I got the president of the company this guy, uh, Graham, and I had a good, I had a good solid number of sessions with him. Had I found a Graham sooner on, like earlier on in my twenties, around 22, 23, again, like these are cheat codes to leveling up in life as a guy. This is what the unplugged guys will do, right? I mean, they're going to hear this and actually do something with it. There's a whole bunch of you guys watching this right now. There's going to get thousands of views. And how many of you are actually going to apply this Again, I'm talking to that 22, 23 year old, that young guy that's watching us right now going, okay, this is a good rule, but are you going to do it now? Right? Are you going to apply it?
Next thing, I got two more before we'll take some call-ins. Learn how to be lethal. I covered it in my book in one of the chapters, learn how to fight, okay? It's an incredibly useful skill. Women admire men that can be lethal. What they want is they want a monster. Um, I think it's been recited a number of different times. I think Jordan Peterson probably started pumping it up first. But when Google engineers started to look up the search habits of women when it came to their um, porn interests, what was it? Uh, vampire, werewolf, surgeon, billionaire. I can't remember what the fifth one was, but just like strong men that that have power. You know, if you know what I'm saying. It's like, you know, speak softly, carry a big stick. Like have the ability to really fuck somebody up. But you don't go out looking for trouble. You don't create trouble. The importance of learning how to fight, I can't, I can't overstate it. I covered it in my book in a chapter. Make sure, make sure you revisit it. If you've read it, if you haven't, just grab it, guys. It's on Amazon. Unplugged Alpha, same title as the podcast. Print Kindle and Audible. Get it. And the last thing before we start taking call-ins, and let me grab the invite link so you guys can ask your questions. Uh, the invite link will be posted to um, the Unplugged Alpha YouTube channel. So head on over there. Join in and ask questions. You got a good connection and headphones so the audio doesn't suck. Nobody wants to deal with sucky audio. And that's pinned at the top. So if you guys want to call in and ask a question, get your phone or your computer plugged in and get her going on right now. Let's do this last one. Um, saying no. Saying no. So, so this is really about setting boundaries. Okay. This 10th rule. It's, it's really about setting firm boundaries when it comes to dealing with people because Men are conditioned to be people pleasers. There are conditions to please their, please their mothers, please society, please, you know, it's just all this people pleasing that, you know, guys are conditioned to do, which is why when you get involved into a relationship, you generally get pretty badly destroyed, <laughs> especially in your 20s and 30s. I mean, look, if you're, if you're screwing up 20s, 30s, and 40s, you got a problem. Screw up for a decade, decade and a half, you know, like, we'll forgive it. Like, you know, we've all done it, but you can figure it out with time, you know, going through repetition, going through repetitions, but learning to say no to things that don't serve you is what it boils down to. Okay. So for example, Hey Rich, do you want to go to, um, Wolfstock, you know, with my little fluffy dog and we're going to see a bunch of other fluffy dogs that are wearing booties and sweaters and it's a fluffy white dog, you know, festival. Uh, no. Well, why not? It doesn't matter. You don't have to get any of that stuff. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. I've got things to do. Uh, I've got excellence to chase. I've got whatever, you know. Um, that's just one of a million examples that you should be able to come up with. You should start saying no a lot more than you say yes. Um, it should it should happen. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen, but the vast majority of guys are so willing to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to give up my entire weekend to help. I mean, how many how many weekends did I give up? Okay, so this is a great example. Because people moved around a lot when I was in my 20s. Friends would have roommates. They'd move out. They'd get a place. They'd have to move to another place. They got kicked out. They got evicted. The landlord needed to move in and they threw them out. There was a renovation. Some people bought some houses. But I spent a good part of my 20s moving people around. 
Why? I was a big dude, strong, still am, right? But, you know, it was like, oh, you know, we're moving. Let's get rich to help us sort of thing. And then like me and a couple other people would help. And I spent a good part of my 20s moving people around. I talk to none of those people today. I see none of them. They're not friends of mine. I've leveled right up. You know, it's like as you level up and you keep, you know, improving yourself and making more money and improving your network, they're either going to have to come with you or they're going to stay where they're at. And the vast majority of people, as you level up and you become a better version of yourself, are going to have to be left behind. And that's and that's cool. Had I spent that time in my 20s doing something else, I don't know, cooking up business ideas, trying to find a mentor, uh, donating my time to a nonprofit that had a great mentor and it sort of thing. Like that's how Tim Ferriss got started. Re- read his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, right? Learn to say no to stuff that doesn't serve you, that isn't aligned with your goals and a long-term vision. You don't have to be a dick. You know, if, I mean, your brother's moving, your sister's moving, she needs a hand. That's family, man. You know, get like dig in and get right into it. They're going to be in your lives forever. Hopefully they're good people. But like the randos, I spent way too much time in my 20s moving stuff, being honest. All right. Let's let's move on and take some of these questions. Um, I love the question part. It's always fun. But before we do that, let's uh, throw the ad insert and play some bills. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line, Grandike Soap Company, and Chad's Face Scrub. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplement Line. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics in your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or just use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store. You'll get 10% off when you use coupon code getchads10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. All right, all right. What's going on? So let's give Christian a shot first. You guys in the um, private chat, just like waiting to come in. There's a lot of you now. 
Uh, just let me know what it is that you want to talk about, and then I'll um, kind of sort through it and, and deal with it that way. So, all right, Christian, you're up, buddy. What's going on? Hey, Rich. So, firstly, I just want to say thank you for all the hard work you've put in throughout the years. It has personally really changed me. The Unplugged Alpha is an amazing book. I recommend it to all my friends. I have read it twice, and I have done a lot of the work in the last five years. I just want to kind of share my journey and uh, sort of leave some input to the guys that are young and want to improve. Sure. That's okay with you? Yeah. So what's on your mind? Awesome. So when I was a little bit about me, so when I was like in high school, I was uh, pretty severely bullied, unfortunately, because I was a new kid. I was from Bulgaria and I moved mm -hmm. to Vancouver, Canada. And it wasn't good, but that was potentially one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because later on, when I went to my college, I found a sales job and that completely changed my life, right? It was a door-to-door mm -hmm. -door sales job. I recommend it to every single young kid that is introverted, that is shy, do sales, right? That's number one advice I can give you. It's going to push out of your comfort zone like nothing else, right? And that's what it to me. I became a leader. Then I had two teams of about 30 people each, right? Which was like pretty impressive. How old were you when you had those two teams? So I was 19 years old at that time. That was right. Oh, that's good. Excellent. Well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. And it completely changed my life. So then later on, that got me into cold approach because sales is so similar to cold approach, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're knocking on doors, getting rejected 70 times a day. Yeah. And then guess what? One of my buddies was really good at it. He's like, yeah, bro, you need to do it. I wasn't very good with girls yet. So mm -hmm. I go really hard into learning pickup, right? And I, I go really hard into like improving that side, right? As, besides just the money part, right? And that's really what leveled me up with the girls. And I tried doing everything, right? Clubs, door approach, night game, day game, uh, online game. I got really good pictures on Tinder, right? And I actually got a lay count of 82 and I'm 22 right now. Right, so mm -hmm. that's probably something. Now I was a shy kid in the corner. You've been busy, man. <laughs> yeah, I was a shy kid in the corner, you know, getting like bullied, like in the in the corner, literally. Like I went to one party in high school. That's it. Virgin until I was 18 and a half, right? Okay. So that should that should tell you quite a lot. Uh, I am six foot one, so that, that is an advantage. I'm not gonna deny that. However, I've put in all the work to do that. And then uh, so later on, which actually would allow me to go and pursue my real passion, which was finance, right? When COVID started. My door-to-door -door job, unfortunately, ended, and all my 60 guys spread out. I lost that, but I got into finance. I had some ready capital, which was good. I actually got my first initial investment into Bitcoin at $4,500, right, in that mm -hmm. March, right? So very, very good, and I became very good at that, and that's sort of like my passion, kind of what I've been trying to do. My whole YouTube channel is on that, and it's a very important part. Everyone levels up their finance as well. That's not a part that's not talked about. Financial literacy, guys, super important. Many people, unfortunately, are in debt, right? They're young, they're in debt. School does not teach you, parents do not teach you. So leveling up in that part is one of the most important things, right? Go and seek out knowledge. Go and do your research, right? Invest so, is not yeah. So Go what ahead. do you do now? You said you're running a YouTube channel. Yeah, so Christian Finance, I just upload daily, every single day. And I got okay. for the past month. And now I'm at 126 subscribers. My last video from yesterday got 400 views. So it's starting to compound. Okay, let's let's... Let's not hover on the channel too, too much. I appreciate yeah. that you want to mention it. Um, so, so what do you do for a living right now? Like, are you still dealing with financial instruments or are you yeah, I just a YouTuber? Do, I, I'm like, just full-time trading right now, full-time trading. And I have, okay, good. Uh, on, my, on the side, I'm building what I'm building. How old are you? I'm 22 you right now. 22. So you guys, yeah. this is an example of what you should aspire to try to pull off in your early 20s. Like, see, but I mean, like the thing with immigrants I've I've noticed is that they always bust their chops way harder because they're like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Or their family's like, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm going to bring you to a better place. And you're like, okay, now I'm in a better place. 
and then you start doing the work in the better place and you start to reap the, you know, the rewards. At some point, you know, you realize it's not all rainbows and butterflies in the better place when you get older like me, but <laughs> you see what I'm saying, right? Like you're doing yeah. great. I love hearing that story. So that's I have phenomenal. just a couple more inputs to give outside of like finance, outside of everything else. One thing okay. you mentioned is fighting. And that's one of the most crucial things that any young guy can do. Right? What do you do? Well, I do boxing. I've been okay. doing it for the last three years. And have you it ever just used it really... in real life? What is it? Have you ever used it in real life? I have been in street fights. Yes, I have been in a few street fights. I'm Good. Bulgarian, so it's in the nature, Eastern European nature. Yeah. It's in it. I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to tell you guys right now, um, I'm training to have a fight. So, um, you know, stay posted. I'm, I'm not just going to the boxing dojo, just to, you know, hit, hit pads and bags. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get into a fight, man. Like you got to use it, you know, you got to apply it to real life. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So fighting. And then the last thing. And the last thing is health. I think that's one thing not many people talk about, but focus on your health as a young guy and not just getting the, getting the gym and not being obese or being too mm -hmm. skinny. That's just one part of it. Sleep, get the eight hours of sleep, right? Eat proper foods, right? Don't eat canola oil. Don't uh, go and eat organic foods. The food that needs to be organic is a dirty dozen, right? Eat that organic food. Do your research on that, please. Um, the food that we're, we're being fed right now is not good. It's really, really not good. Do your research on that part. And then also meditate. That's going to really help your mind because everything in life, I would say it's 85% mindset. And then the rest 15% is skill set. So mm -hmm. if you can get that mindset into the right place, skill set becomes easy. Right. Everything in life, everything that I've done has been because of my mind. I've got my mind into the right place where it's actually allowed me to go and get the work done. Right. I love the it's excitement. I love the enthusiasm. I love the story. Dude, you, you've got a bright future ahead of you at, at 22. I mean, if you're watching my stuff, you've read my book and you're doing this amount of work. This I, I'm I you, like, appreciate all the you're work probably you're ahead of about like 90, 95 percent of guys your age. And sorry, one more thing, real life mentors, because you are like yeah. one of my digital ones, but real life mentors, there's nothing that subsidizes that. Uh, Faraz, shout out Fine. to you in my Vivian company. Uh, you, you've really changed my life. Um, like, yeah, you have an older person you can look up to. And that's what sells it for me. I had an older person I can look up to in real life. That's going to change your life too. I promise Awesome. You. Thanks, buddy. All right. Let's see who else we got here in a private chat. Uh, something from Aaron Sarfian question. All right, let's give the uh, let's give the twenty two year old virgin a, a stab here. <laughs> there he is, what's, fellas. What's up, Rich? How you doing, my friend? How, it's a pleasure to be on here, man. I look up to you so much. It's crazy to be here. Good. All right. So, so here in the chat, it says twenty two year old virgin want to move out of my parents' house, stuck in renting or buying. All right. So, what's the question? Yeah. So the virgin part we'll talk on later because I'm actually having a lot of success recently with, with girls at clubs. So I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Uh, mm -hmm. But the question is that I'm stuck on is I really am into real estate and I really would like to own my own home. And I've got managers in my life that have been helping me since high school to try to achieve that. Uh, however, they keep on pushing me to do it. I've been thinking of moving out of my parents' house. You know, I've been listening to a lot of what you say, Andrew Tate, Sterling Cooper. And I really do agree that no, with no pressure, there's no diamonds. And I feel like right now I'm kind of too comfortable. I want to be in a spot where it's kind of difficult for me to like, you know, live day to day. I have to cook my own food and responsibilities, but I don't feel I have about 20k saved up right now, cash. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to take you a little shorter because your audio yeah. chops. So just tell me what the question is, and then I'll just answer it. Gotcha. So if you had twenty thousand saved up, would mm. you move out of your parents' house into your own home? At 22, yeah, dude. Like, why are you messing this question? Get the hell out of your parents' house. I mean, why do you need to be there? Look, 
I get that there's some cultures that are like, you know, the kids live in the parents' house like forever or until they get married or some shit like that. I get it. And, you know, for them, it works. It's like a big family sort of, you know, dynamic. But if you're 22 and you're asking yourself, you know, the question, I've got, you know, 20 grand saved up. Should I stay and live with my parents or go out into the real world? The answer is always go out into the real world. But would you rent or would you try to buy? uh, Where do you live? In Jersey City, New Jersey. Dude, you have your entire life ahead of you to buy some shit and own real estate and pay property taxes and fix roof tiles and shitty windows. You've got your entire life to do that. Okay. Don't, don't sweat it. Just go get a place, rent it, get a roommate or two. You know, if you want to lower the cost of rent, if you got some good solid guys that aren't like pricks, have a couple of roommates in there that'll lower the cost and live that way. But get the hell out of your parents' house, man, and get into the real world. It's like, you know, the whole no pressure and I no diamond saying, yeah, old saying, get out there and start to feel some pressure. Um, you're 22 for frame. The last guy that was just on is also 22. He's run teams of, uh, employees. I think he said there was two dozen 82 Lake count is running a financial YouTube channel. He's way ahead of you, man. Like, you know, probably because he's an immigrant that came to a country and just said, fuck it. You know, I'm going to get out here and start doing the work and start trying to take, you know, take advantage of what this place is supposed to provide for me. Have that mindset and get the hell out of the parents' house because clearly living with the parents is not working for you. Definitely not. Appreciate it, Rich. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, man. Living in the parents' house, man. I think um, I must have been 19 or 20. It was about 19 or 20 when I when I moved out of the parents' house. I moved to England for three, four months Around that time, my uh, parents were moving from Canada back to the UK. And um, my dad went to secure a job, of course, because that's what the father does. The head of the household, that's what he's supposed to do. And the mother stayed behind with the kids to uh, sell off the house and move the family. So I, as the oldest, went over with my dad. I spent three, four months with him, 1920. And then came back to Canada, rented a place uh, with a couple of friends. And I spent the rest of my 20s here, you know, by myself. Um, get out of your parents' house, guys. Like you want to become a man, get out of your parents' house. Honestly, again, I get it. There's some rare exceptions, some, some cultural, you know, like limitations for some part, but do it. <laughs> uh, all right. See what's good. First one is again. All right. So we got Nick here. That's saying got two questions. Where's Nick? Is he still here? Nick, you don't have your camera on, bro. Turn on your camera. If you want to come in, I'm, I've got a, loads of people in here that have their camera on. I'm, I'm going to take them in first. Uh, David's got a question about getting blood labs and testosterone up. Hey man, what's going on? Oh, hi Rich. Yeah, I'll try and keep it quick. Uh, so I picked up your book shortly after, uh, finding your channel and can I get you to speak uh, up a little bit or maybe turn up your mic a tiny bit? Uh, sure. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. You might just have to raise your voice. Okay. Yeah, so uh, when I, I shortly read your book after getting into your channel, and it was the bit on like testosterone that was an eye opener for me, and it scared the shit out of me. I'm if I'm being honest, like the fact that everything out there is now fucking trying to lower your T levels. Mm-hmm. So I went into that like heavy, like gutted out my cleaning products, got all natural stuff. I used mm-hmm. Anthony J's website to see what was there, fixed my diet, tried to focus on eating stuff that's there for the testosterone. I've been working out uh, since I saw your channel that more me to get my ass to the gym. I've been doing Krav Maga for six years, but I figured, right, 
left heavy shit as well as the um, mm. you know your mug says. Yeah. And eventually, as I was getting closer to thirty, I thought, right, best get the blood labs in just to see where I'm at. And they came back as normal, which at first, you know, folks were like, oh, isn't that good? And I'm like, no, fuck no, that's not good. That's mm. you know optimal. So I'm just kind of wondering like what I can do to try and you know get my levels up a bit more because. You know, I'm I'm trying to eat right. I'm working. How old right. are you? Uh, just recently hit thirty. Yeah, you'll have no trouble getting it, getting those levels higher. I mean, I've done at least two or three long form podcasts on improving your testosterone. Have you watched yeah. those? Yeah, I have. Because when the blood levels came back, I started digging through like you know your older videos. Some of them I do rewatch because you do you are really great for really going into that. I just figured I'd quickly call in just to check if there's anything specific to me that I need to do more of. But yeah, like one of your unplugged alpha ones recently about testosterone optimization, you know, caught that and it was really good. So I just wanted to like double check because it's, like it's, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything that I listed in those streams, which ties into diet, sleep and exercise. Um, and then there's the things that you have to stop doing, which is to remove the things that disrupt your endocrine system. Yeah. Uh, oxybenzone sunscreens, most of your toiletries have, uh, phthalates in it. Uh, you want to stay away from anything with soy, uh, dairy too is a problem as well. You know, it's something that's, that's, that, that's quite new, but I mean, like once you go through that exhaustive list, the other thing is your uh, supplementation, which I have in my store, which I mentioned in that, uh, let me just make this a little bit bigger. But these, but, but these three products here are the main ones, right? There's a, there's a product that, that helps your testosterone work better, and it helps to remove estrogens from your body. It's got, um, what are the estrogen-removing products in here? Uh, it's got DIM. Uh, Tongat Ali is proven to improve testosterone. It's got Chrysin, which helps to remove estrogens from your body as well. So that's a great one product, but you should also be taking vitamin D and K and the correct proportions, which are done so in this bottle. And all you have to do is take two of these a day, right? I mean, in the wintertime, if you're out in the sun a lot, you can just take one, but you'll probably find just taking two, you know, like two of these a day, if you're north or south of the tropics during the shorter daylight hours, especially if you don't get outside. And zinc is incredible. Zinc is so cheap. Like zinc is one of the cheapest supplements, but it's incredibly important for producing testosterone in the body. And you want to make sure you get zinc bisglycinate chelate, if I'm, if I'm pronouncing that right. But this is the most absorbable kind, right? So, I mean, there's a reason why I mentioned these supplements, but if you don't have them, then those will probably help as well yeah. too. Well, yeah, I'm on there. Uh, my current supplement says magnesium, zinc, and creatine, and also vitamin D, the liquid kind, because I'm from Scotland and we get fuck all sun over here, kind of yeah. like you in Canada. So... Yeah, I know vitamin D is another one, but I'll, I'll look into that uh, alpha T one because when they when they did your blood labs and they said that your testosterone levels were normal, did they also check your vitamin D levels? I don't think I, it was. I think it was just them um, testosterone because I used uh, Let's Get Check. I think you had a link right. for them. That's how I found them because I was trying to figure like who do I go to to get okay so so if you're coming back with low levels from let's get checked then what I would do is have your doctor order a full panel to see what's contributing to it 
Do you have low vitamin D? Is your testosterone converting to estrogen at a very high rate? What's your sex hormone binding globulin? Like, where's your uh, fat lipids and like, you know, everything with your cholesterol panels? Do you have any issues with prostate? Like at 30, if you do it once a year, I don't know if you have to pay for it in Scotland. Does does NHS pay for it or do you have to pay for it? Uh, no, they pay for it. But I'd, if I need to go private, I will because they're not really the best. And I say that as one of their employees, but, you know, the phrase you get what you pay for. So Yeah, you'll probably get a more detailed yeah, set of blood labs if you go to a private prep, you know, practitioner. But at least at least start with your family doctor so that you can get some information. Whatever they give you is going to be a starting point. And then you can say, okay, well, clearly my whatever is out of range. And this is out of range. Let me go to a private practice and pay them some money and get them to run, you know, more detailed labs to see if there's something deficient. You could have a thyroid issue, dude, right? I mean, like maybe you're not firing somewhere, right? And just yeah. just doing a very simple like mail-in order is, is 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 cool to see where you're at. Like it's a starting point, but you want to get a detailed panel. Like when I get my panels, I usually have about five or six pages. There's usually 72 items that the doctor has, you know, checked quarterly. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll do that. Thanks. Yeah, nice. like, yeah, like you okay. can really geek out on that stuff if you want to. Oh, oh, I do. Like, you know, my friends take the piss out of it now because of how you know I am with it. But it's like, well, look, I really don't want to go into TRP when I get older, and I like being physically active, and you know, it, it, you know, I like testosterone's a really good thing. I like having that. I don't want to be like. <laughs> it's a good thing, man. It makes effort feel good, as they say. Yeah, it, it does. So I'll, I'll, I'll be in about it. All right. Thanks, bro. All right. Um, let's see what else we got here. Do, do, do. Let's close that and go back to the private chat, see who we got. Um, my question is about getting flaked on as a 20 year old with a high value section market value. Okay. So there, where's Nick? Nicholas. Nicholas. There we go. Nicholas, how you doing? Hey, Rich, what are you doing? Good. So you're, so sorry, what's your problem? You're, you're getting flaked on? Yeah. Okay. So the, so like my question is, I'm a, you know, like I'm 20 years old right now and I hit the gym. I'm on my purpose. I got the game. I got the look, but I'm working on my purpose right now and trying to make bank and mm. have a high status, you know, like, and I'm red till that fuck. I mean, I've been consuming your content and other content creators for the past three years and oh my god i'm really excited right now like i've been watching your content for the past three years and you know like it feels really amazing right now so my question is i mean whatever you know like no matter what i do i mean you know like i'm not successful like because you know like women flake on me even though i did the right thing and it doesn't make any sense at all i mean i approach what, what's uh what percentage of, of of dates that you set up do they end up flaking on you uh, probably like 70%. 70 percent. 70 percent. Yeah. 60 to 70%. And, and how old are these women? You said you're 22? No, I'm 20 years old and they're like 25 years old, 24 years old. I mean, sometimes. Oh, so you're 20 and they're older than you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 25 year old women generally don't have a lot of interest in a 20 year old guy. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, like 18. I mean, I don't know. I just approach women in real life. I don't really use dating apps and you know like well look i mean if you're if you're trying to set up dates with women like you're you're 20 and she's 25 the 25 year old chick 
probably doesn't live at home, wants to go out and do cool shit and, and be entertained. And if an older guy with a cool car or a beach house or a boat or something says, yo, let's, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Her phone's blowing up already. There's like, her phone is basically a box of dicks. Like guys are hitting her up constantly. Hey, what are you yeah. doing? Let's get together. Let's grab a drink. And if you think she's going to carve out time for a guy that's five years younger than her, like, do you have a lot of money? Do you have a nice car? Do you have a beach house? Do you have a boat? Yeah, I don't. But actually, you know, like the thing is, right. So 25 year old girls are hanging out with guys that have that kind of stuff. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to get flaked on. So one of your problems is you're, is you're expecting a high close rate on a demographic that doesn't typically respond well to you. So like, what can be the solution? I mean, I think the thing Date is, chicks that are 19, 20, 21. Yeah. But you know, like my question is, you know, like I talk to women who are 18, 19, I mean, and I have really high sexual market value because you know, like you can't see my physique right now, but I've been in the gym for the past like eight years and you know, like I got the game, but you know, like, Something doesn't work. I mean, you know, like I'm just trying to find a solution to the problem itself. Well, are I mean, you just playing like, you know, dude game on them? Like, look at me, I'm a ripjack dude. And, you know, no, you should actually, just go out with me because of that. No, actually, you know, like I just approach them and, you know, like I didn't go outside to approach them, but whenever I see, you know, like an attractive girl, I just, you know, like I'm like, hey, what are you okay, doing? Well, you know, like, okay, let me ask you this question. When you're setting up dates with 20 year olds, do they flake on you at the 60 to 70 percent rate? Uh, yeah, they're like, you know, uh, I got something to do. And I'm like, I break the flake. I leave them on scene. I don't insist on, you know, like, what do you, what do you offer to do with them? Like what sort of dates are you offering to take them out on? Actually on the first date, I mean, you know, like I didn't, you know, like I go, you know, like I'm like, let's drink something, you know, like, because I don't want to pay a lot of money on the first date, like eating something or stuff like that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, some women, you know, like can exploit men for eating food for free. And, you know, like, and I'm like, let's hang out, you know, like, let's grab a drink. We can. You know, like have fun and chill, okay. you know. Okay, so the first date is a drink. So what do you do for the second date? Uh, you know, like actually I try to increase the sexual tension by taking action instead of talking, you know, like. And I try to, you know, like do something fun because, you know, like women want to have fun. And, you know, like mm -hmm. I try to be captivating as much as possible. And, you know, like I, you know, like I don't, go, I don't really go into deep topics. I just keep it fun, amusing and this is what I'm trying to do. And, you know, do you, yeah. do you work? Do you have your own place? Uh, actually, you know, like probably two months, you know, like, yeah, within two months, I'm going to go to Europe. I'm not living in Europe right now. So, uh, I'm, I'm working with my dad right now and I'm living with my dad right now, but I think about going to Germany, you know, like within two months and where do you live? Like Turkey. You live in Turkey and, and you're thinking about just doing some traveling throughout Europe or no, actually, I'm going to go to college as a student. Oh, you're going to go to college. Okay. So, I mean, like, you're calling yourself a high-value guy, but, I mean, you've got looks, but that's it, right? You don't even have a plan, and you don't even have your own place. And, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, like, let's go out for that date. And if she digs your vibe, I mean, you know, she's going to dig your vibe. Like, you can't, like, genuine burning desire is obvious as hell, right? You've read my book? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, look, I mean, you're doing a few things wrong here, right? I mean... One of the other things you're doing wrong, too, is you're chasing tail like crazy. Like, all that you're about right now is, like, why is my flake rate so high? I want to get more girls sort of thing, right? Yeah, but at I, 20 I'm years old, like, dude, like, what do we just finish talking about, right? Chase excellence, not women. Yeah, actually, I do. Uh, right now, I'm working on programming, and I think about building on my own business, and uh, I'm writing a book 
uh, about uh, something I'm interested in. And, you know, like I put in the work, I hit the gym and I work on uh, building up my business. Right. And but yeah. again, I, I again, your results aren't where you want them to be. You can always tell what somebody's belief system and choices are like by looking at their results. And I'm looking at your results and you're saying 60 to 70% of women flake on me when I set a date. So that tells me that your beliefs around dating and around unplugging and red pill awareness and all that stuff aren't where they should be if you want a, a much better close rate and you want to deal with fewer flakes, right? Like women will flake. Like, let's be honest, they yeah. will. But 70% is way too much. And again, you know, we talked about your dating or, or you're trying to set up dates with women that are too, like, too far out of your range. You should be dating 19, 20 year olds, 18, 19, 20, 21. That's it. Yeah, I try right. to play the numbers game because, you know, like I know that women are flaky and, you know, like increasing my options. And, you know. Yeah. So why even bother if you know that it's not going to work out well? Right. I mean, look, yeah. if you see a picture of a chick on a dating app and it's one picture like this with an aerial shot, you know, she's fat. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, why even bother talking to her? Like, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, why even making the effort to try to close a chick that's five years older than you? That's probably more interested in, in dating a guy with something going on you know yeah i got it actually you know, you know like saying? my my purpose is not you know like hanging out with women my i'm chasing actions it's just the you know like i'm just it's not the main thing i mean I, it's just a question i mean you know like hey because, you know, like, dude, I, I, i'm 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 three thousand dollars an hour when people book me privately right and what you're spending this time on is why do girls flake on me so that's where your priorities at right so my advice is been dispensed i would i would encourage you to you know take the little bar back and watch that last five minutes over and over again until it sinks in but it is what it is my friend you know you've got to you know you've got to come to accept these things yeah okay all right yeah, thanks okay. man all right why does audio always have to suck so bad when people call in there's clipping there's buzzing man all right uh, who else we got in here uh Christian, David, Loti. I got like time for one or two more, I think. Uh, Brian, my question resolves around how you would go about getting more customers for business since just starting up. All right, let's do let's do a business talk. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Hey, I uh, just wanted to real quick say that I listen to your book like every day on Audible on my way to the gym, and I really appreciate what you've kind of put out there. Really awesome. helped me get Thanks, past man. a toxic five-year relationship and get me on the right setting. Gained about... 10 pounds in the gym recently and just wanted to really say thank you for that yeah and so the question i'm mostly asking for is where you would go towards say for me i'm doing a little bit of personal training i'm trying to get some people who can kind of well that's the wrong wording i would kind of say like so i'm starting from scratch i stopped my nine to five job at subway and i started doing some a personal training. I've managed to get two sales uh, of about $220, but I'm trying to get more people other than just word of mouth. Mm -hmm. I got my first couple customers by just straight up cold approaching, but I'm thinking about YouTube reels. I'm also thinking about uh, Instagram reels as well, but I'm not sure if that's the best foot to step out on. What do you do? You're just a personal trainer? Or? So I usually sell my so I sell one-on-one -on -one training for about $100 right now, kind of trying to get a little bit of standing behind me of like some people that can say, no, he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And then I sell my actual workout routine for 60 and I sell my meal prep guide for about 60 as well. Yeah, you need an audience for that kind of stuff. 
you know, for you to make some real money. I mean, there's, there's a lot of fitness influencers out there on, um, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, sometimes they focus on one platform. Sometimes they just, you know, distribute the same content everywhere, but you really need an audience for that kind of business to sell them something. So it's, um, did you ever read, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's, uh, jab, 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 right, right hook? No. What is that called again? You don't need to read it. It's, it's, it's basically give, 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 ask, right? Okay. So it's just like, you know, give away value, give away value, give away value. Hey guys, if uh, you know, you're interested, I got this course. It'll make you look like a God, you know, sort of thing. So um, there's lots of fitness influencers out there that have already cracked the code. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to reinvent anything, but the problem with that is it's a half business. You know what a half business is? Uh, not, not quite. No the way that you need to go about it is going to take some, take some time, right? Like it's going to take, if we're being honest, probably minimum two, maybe four years for you to build the kind of audience. that's going to like unleash some serious cash for you. Right. So it's going to take some time, but, uh, it's, it's just putting out regular content, right? Like, Hey, you know, I can solve this problem. Here's how you build bigger shoulders. You want nice traps, do this, you know, the most important body part, parts as voted by women are this, this, and this, here's what you got to eat just start pounding out content. And the thing about people that watch your stuff is human beings are hardwired to be willing to pay for well-organized material. So if they already know, like, and trust you, like Bryden's a guy that I follow for my fitness advice. So if they already know, like, and trust you, you know, when you take all this information, you organize it nicely and you put it in a course or lectures or something like that, they'll be willing to give you money for that. Right. And it can add up. I mean, you know, course sales usually works the best, but to your first point, you need an audience. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry if you can hear the background noise of just fireworks popping off. I got some crazy neighbors. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's also, so you understand it's a very competitive space too. Right. Yeah. I've noticed like that very heavily with Kino body and Jim shark, a lot of other things as well. Yeah. Like if you're a dude, it's, it's a lot more difficult. If you're a chick, all you got to do is have a, a smoking body and show lots Yoga of skin. pants. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, th there's, um, there's a good video that I haven't had a chance to finish yet. Um, I think it's, um, I, I can't remember what the title is, but it's Peter Thiel. And I think it's, a, it's something like competition is for losers, right? So if you're going to start a business and I'm going to be adding a module on this to my, uh, school of entrepreneurship course, which by the way, opens up in August, which you should get into Bryden, if you're going to be running your own business. Um, the thing about it though, is that competition is something you are going to have to do, but you don't necessarily have to do look it up, you know, just sort of get some frame around it. Okay. And what was that called again? Uh, Peter Thiel, T H I E L, I think is how you spell his last name. You might have to reverse the I and E, but it's, uh, something along the lines of competition is for losers. Okay. He was, uh, one of the PayPal founders, uh, runs a, um, I think an angel investment fund dudes, dudes loaded. Like he's got more money than God. He's, he's so rich. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm man. I really appreciate your time. All Thank right. You so check much. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first the first impulse for most guys is like, oh, I see somebody making money at that. So I'm going to go do it too. But if it's hypersaturated and, and you don't have like a USP, um, unique selling proposition, then you're basically going to be forced to compete on price and competing on price is never what you want to do. Never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. Um, okay. So we got flaky behavior, more customers, 
All right, let's take Alan here. He's got, uh, hey, Alan, what's going on? What's going on, buddy? Yeah, I just wanted to um, have a quick input in regard to learning how to be lethal, right? And uh, this, Fight, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just share my quick story. Just when I was younger, when I was 24 years old, I was just kind of like fat, overweight, and didn't have a lot of confidence in myself. And uh, yeah, for young men out there, I highly, highly suggest to do a rich suggestion to learn to be lethal, to join a boxing gym, a martial arts gym, and it like it covers so much area of your life and improves so much area of your life. Like it'd be a great workout. You learn to lose weight. You build discipline as well, as well as uh, you build confidence in yourself too, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and in terms of like lifestyle, I mean, like um, when you're getting older and you're learning how to like kind of like um, do you fight? Life. Yeah, I fight. Like I had a couple of amateur fights in uh, boxing. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, even for girls too, they say like, "Oh, you know, I don't like when I, I don't like when people get hit in the face and whatever." And I'd be like, "Well, have you ever like tried doing boxing? Have you ever like um, done any exercise?" And they said, "No, okay, well, come try it." And when they try it, they love it. They just love smacking things and honestly, yeah, they just love, they to yeah. It. There's a whole market for like you know uh, middle aged women going to like uh, kick like the nine round kickboxing joints, right? Yeah, exactly. And so for the guy that you had before, I mean, that would be a great market for women to try and just, you know, maybe do get into the market of like, uh, you You're know, talking about the younger guy that was getting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Yeah. That would be a great market. Maybe add that to you. Um, yeah. The thing like the thing that guys get so wrong when it comes to women is they is they typically stay within conventional stuff. And you have to understand, like women hate being bored. And if you're an early uh, like 20 year old woman, like, again, you your phone is blown up constantly getting attention from everybody. So like, what do you have to offer? That's going to be different from the guy that's like, Hey, let's go out and have a drink. Right. You want to be captivating. Yeah. It's really important. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. I know you got another, yeah. got another uh, good one that's uh, coming up too. So I'm just, gonna all right. Ready. Thanks buddy. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. It's always interesting when you hear these younger guys hop and they're like, yeah, you know, I've had some fights. Yeah. You know, I ran a sales team. I've done this and that by the time of 22. I like hearing that, you know, it's nice. People, uh, people are getting some things done. Um, all right. I'm going to make, uh, Johan here, my last one. So what do you got for me, Johan? How you doing, Rich? Uh, I recently got my girl pregnant, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering whether having this child is a good idea or bad idea sorry sorry is this a girlfriend is this a wife like who is this uh well i've known her for four years late <laughs> and uh we've only recently been fucking for like, you know, four months okay uh, so 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 how old are you and how old is she i am 26 and she is 32 oh she's older yes is she a working professional is she a boss girl no, not at all. She's a teacher. Okay. And what's her plan? Uh, well, I don't know what her plan is. So wouldn't it be a good place to start? Well, I have asked, I have asked her, but, uh, I mean, she, she didn't have a period about seven days ago. So she's going to take a pregnancy test tomorrow. I'm low for sure. But... Yeah, and I'm assuming that you don't want to have any kids right now. I don't want to have kids. No. So why are you having? I... So why are you having sex in such a way that facilitates having kids? Yeah. Mm. It's 
good question. Complicate life, yeah. justify why. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it feels good. Ooh, oh, oh, shit. Hey, Rich, uh, <laughs> I think my girl's pregnant. What do I do? Don't be stupid yeah. to begin with is really where it starts, right? Yeah, well, I, uh, well, I learned my lesson, so. This is something that you're going to have to hash out with this chick. Yeah. This is not my place. My place is, you know, helping the guys out that are like, you know, I can help. You, I need to get you a time machine. I don't have one. Sorry, bro. All right, man. Well, thanks anyway. Appreciate it. Complicate life, justify why. Men's classic response. See, guys, whenever you hear those ones, like, I screwed up. How do I fix this? It's like, I don't have a time machine. Take it as a lesson, right? Take it as a lesson. Pay attention, you know? (laughs) Because it feels good on my baby. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you get in trouble. That's how you get in trouble. Don't be stupid. Uh, all right. Um, let's get to the um, let's get to the wrap up. Let's get to the wrap up. Let's start to wrap it up. Yeah, Steph, what is up with the young guys? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like some of these young guys that get with these older women. Some of them are like legitimately at the point where they're like, okay, I don't have a guy. He looks good. He's got pretty good genes. I'll just tell him that I'm on birth control. Or she might just be honest and say, just just go inside me sort of thing. So sometimes guys get duped. It's true. And it with the younger guys and the older women, it's just like, you know, they know. You know, they know what they're doing. But hey, look, not your body, not your choice, Johan, right? That's how it goes. Um, Moff's got no stereo show this week. He'll pick it up next week. Let him travel for a bit and enjoy some uh, time off. Um, I'll be back next Monday. Um, yes, I'll be back next Monday. The Monday after, though, I'm on my rally in the U.S. So I don't know if I'm going to... I might bring my laptop and get a few of the guys together and maybe do like you know something along the lines of um, you know how supercar owners uh, recommend that you make a million dollars or something like that. I don't know. But I may or may not do that live. I might just record it while I'm down there and, and get some vlogs out of it. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So um, you can follow me on Instagram if you want to uh, see what's going on with the rally stuff. Just search for the Unplugged Alpha or click the Instagram link in my uh, YouTubes and um, you know follow me there. You'll see some some of the shots, maybe some videos of us hooning about and being uh, adult children again. <laughs> See you guys later. Have an awesome week. Peace out.